This morning's reflection <clears throat> is about the paramis, the accumulated forces of purity within the heart and mind. Every mind moment that's clear, that's free of greed, that's free of hatred and delusion has a certain purifying force in the ongoing flow of consciousness. And each one of us in our long evolutionary process has accumulated many of these forces of purity within our heart and mind. One of the roots of the Pali word parami conveys a sense of supreme quality. And in Sanskrit, the word is paramita, which means going toward something. So we could say that parami is going toward supreme quality, going toward perfection. And sometimes the word parami is actually translated just as perfection. But it's really a much fuller meaning than that. In the Theravada tradition, in our tradition, there are ten paramis to be developed and that, in fact, are uh, developing as we practice. And I'll just list them at the moment. Generosity, virtue or ethical behavior, renunciation, wisdom, energy or effort, patience, truthfulness, resolve or determination, loving-kindness, and equanimity. As each of these qualities grow and strengthen and mature within each of us, the accumulation of the qualities of non-greed, which are generosity and renunciation and patience, the accumulation of the qualities of non-hatred, which are loving-kindness, truthfulness, and virtue, and the accumulation of the qualities of non-delusion, which are wisdom, effort or energy, resolve, and equanimity. As each of these qualities grow and strengthen in us, they become very forceful and result in many, many forms of happiness, contentment, and a sense of well-being. In relationship to the most basic, worldly, sensual pleasures, all the way through to the highest, most refined happiness of the awakened, the liberated mind, the liberated heart. The development, growth, and maturation of these perfections, these forces of the heart and mind help to counter the forces that cause us humans to suffer so greatly. And as we've spoken about through these weeks, everything 
occurs. Everything happens because of particular causes and conditions. Nothing occurs randomly or accidentally. The practices that lead towards the development of these qualities in our lives and in our heart and our mind aren't to be undervalued or thought of as not really so important, not the real practice. This aspect of the training of the heart and mind is an essential, powerful, and necessary aspect of our practice of moving towards liberation. As these qualities grow and as they deepen and and as they get more and more refined, they're incredibly powerful causes of all spiritual accomplishment. It's said that the ultimate perfection of these paramis is the perfection of all of the qualities of the mind, the heart of a Buddha. The nature of the paramis can be understood as being of two basic aspects. The first being the paramis related to the purity of conduct, our action, our way of being in the world, conduct in its everyday worldly aspects. And these paramis are generosity and virtue and renunciation, effort or energy in our practice, in our meditation practice, truthfulness, and the resolve or the determination to practice. The second basic aspect of the paramis is related to the purity of wisdom, of insight and understanding. Again, both in relationship to everyday worldly life and the wisdom, the understanding, the insight of the deepest liberating kind, the wisdom of the absolute truth, the insight into the nature of things. This second aspect of the perfections or the paramis includes the paramis of wisdom, patience, loving kindness, and equanimity. And of course, all of these paramis are interrelated, and so they bring each other to light over and over again. The attainment of freedom, to whatever degree, is in part the perfectly natural result of the development of these very strong forces of purity in the mind and heart. And we could say that the development, the refinement, and the eventual attainment of the paramis is the fulfillment of the cause to gain the Dhamma. And our practice itself, in its process, as we've talked about, is the practice and the process of purification. The path of practice that leads one towards liberation, samatha, concentration, vipassana, insight, and other specific practices such as the Brahma-vihara practices, loving-kindness, compassion, appreciative, empathetic joy, equanimity, are called the path of purification. And so this development of the paramis 
organically, naturally occurs within the context of all and each of these practices. In our everyday life here, in this intensive retreat setting, and in our everyday life outside of the retreat setting, bringing the paramis more and more to the forefront of our daily life can be very helpful and fruitful. It can be a potent aspect of our practice. And the paramis, of course, can be practiced and developed for one's own liberation, but also for the benefit of one's family, one's friends, one's community, and for the benefit of the world. One aspect of the blossoming and potential perfection of these qualities of mind and heart is that they're something to work towards, something to practice towards benefiting others, oneself, but benefiting others with no self-interest. The mind, the heart, liberated from all self-centered concern, so meaning no greed, no hatred, no delusion which, of course, without a doubt, is a great benefit for everyone, and very much ourself included. The word parami, used in relationship to a particular person or persons, particular persons, refers to one who does wholesome deeds with a very pure and genuine motivation to help others and to help themselves, as in practicing the Dhamma to gain liberation. And as we move towards this little by little through our practice, as we practice the Dhamma to gain liberation, it's really quite okay and actually necessary to have self-interest. This is a, this is a wholesome self-interest. In pursuing the Dhamma this way, as I think everyone here understands, there's no harm done in relationship to others. Traditionally, the practice, development, and the gaining of the paramis is called the work or the affair of a noble person. And here in this retreat, we have quite a unique opportunity in relationship to Buddhist retreats. We have outside on the grounds here what is labeled a prayer path, but what I like to call a parami path. Some of you may have walked it. And if you haven't, and even if you have, you might do it again, take your time walking this parami path. And take, an, take your time offering yourself an opportunity to sit for however long you might like to, to sit and maybe reflect or just silently sit at each of the parami stops along the path. And I'll list them once more. Generosity virtue or ethical behavior, renunciation, wisdom, 
energy or effort, patience, truthfulness, resolve or determination, loving kindness, and last but not least, (laughs) equanimity.